Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fate Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, it's that time. It's time to talk about week 15 and the National Football League. I'm once again joined by Bill in Florida. 14 weeks down, Bill. Four to go. What do you think? I'm excited. I mean, even though I didn't do as good as I had hoped last week, I'm really excited for the um, the season to come to an end. The Bucks are in first place still. I don't know how, but they are. Uh, your Vikings are still in first place, and I can't wait for that. I can't wait for this weekend. This is going to be a great weekend for both of us. I can just feel it in my bones. I like that feeling. It's never as good as you think. It's never as bad as you think. Both of our teams, like you said, are currently in first place. I looked at the card this week, and I'm scratching my head. I had no idea where to go. I had like 10 potential plays. I didn't love anything. I liked a lot of things, but I didn't love anything. So I don't know what to think about that. Uh, Before we get to our picks, I just want to mention our Play Me or Fade Me challenge is up for week 15 on Better Edge. It's a $5 entry fee. $100 has been added to the payout pool. It's a max of 50 players. Currently, we just have seven players in there, so plenty of opportunity to get in. And you can build your bankroll during the course of the week. Everyone starts with a mock $1,000. You can put it all on the Thursday night game. You can wait till Saturday. You can wait till Sunday. But you can continue to build up the bankroll as the week goes on. And then when you get to Monday night, you can put it all on the line, see where you need to finish to win the challenge, and there you go. But it is a winner-take-all Once again, $100 added to the payout pool. It could be up to a $350 payout right now. Of course, with seven players, it's sitting at 135. So now let's get to the picks for this week. Bill, who do you got? Lead us off with a winner. Well, the first game I'm going to is on Saturday afternoon at one o'clock. And I like the Vikings. I locked this number in. They're a three-point favorite at home against the Colts. Right now, I think this is a get-right game after what happened to them last week with Detroit. I remember that last year, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings went into Detroit when they were 0-10-1, and I didn't think they could possibly lose, but they did. And the last time that the Vikes were, or the last two times the Vikes started off 8-1, and they only lost that one game in 98 to the Bucks, and 8-1, and they both went to the playoffs. So I think they're going to the playoffs. I think this is a get-right game. The Vikings are 4-0, and against the spread as favorites in their last five games. And I didn't know this until I looked it up, but they're 12-0 straight up as favorites in their last 12 games. The Colts are 2-6 against the spread on the road. I know that they have a lot of talent on that team. Their defense is really playing well. But I think this is a game that's going to put the Vikings in first place firmly. I think the Vikings are going to cover that spread at home. I, I like the Vikings, the minus three points. Take it, bet it up or down, however you want to play it. But I like that game, and I like the Vikes to win this game. Purple pride, Bill. I like that. If you want to end a losing streak, it's a good idea to start with the Minnesota Vikings. I know that. Um, <laughs> so my first pick, Bill, I'm going same direction. I'm going the Vikings. I waited until Wednesday to get the line, so I'm laying four against the Colts. But I'm not looking at this as a cupcake. The Colts were down 21-19 to 19 in the fourth quarter against the Cowboys before the wheels fell off. So don't look at that final score and think they laid down in that game. They played tough for three quarters of football. They had the lead in the fourth quarter against the Steelers. They led most of the game against the Eagles. They, of course, beat the Raiders under Jeff Saturday. But as Bill said, the Vikings are coming off a loss. They're 6-1 and one at home. They continue to hear how they are the worst 10-3 and three football team in history. They've been outscored by one point this season. I think Minnesota takes out some frustration on Indianapolis. 
in front of the home crowd. They clinched the division. I'm laying the four with the purple Vikings minus four over the Colts. Let's go to Orchard Park, New York, where the Bills are going to be hosting the Dolphins and the temperature is going to be 25 degrees. And this is going to be the coldest game that Tua Tungliolua, I almost got it right, but Tua is going to face ever. (laughs) I don't see this being a particularly close game. I cannot believe I'm going to say the AFC East is loaded with teams, but here we are. I'd rather be an AFC East uh, fan than the NFC South fan right now. But the Dolphins have just allowed, or I'm sorry, the Dolphins have only seven rushing touchdowns in the red zone this season, tied for six fewest in the NFL. The Bills have allowed just eight rushing touchdowns in the red zone this season, tied for a ninth fewest NFL. And I think cold, cold is just like windy games, rainy games. If you can run the ball more effective, then I think you're going to win the game. And the last six games on the road, the Dolphins are only one and five against the spread. And the last 10 games against the Bills on the road in Orchard Park, they're two and eight against the spread. I just think this is another get right game in the AFC for the Bills after coming off that really, really tough game against the Jets last weekend, where I think Mike White might have died twice. But anyhow, um, this is going to be a really, really tight game, but I still think the Bills are going to cover that seven point spread at home. I don't think the the, uh, Dolphins are going to be able to run the ball. I don't think it's going to be good passing things. I don't think they're going to get a 65-yard touchdown fumble return. So I really like the Bills to cover this spread at seven points at home. And I think we're going against each other, right, AJ? Uh, Yeah. My question for you, Bill, is you have you ever lived in the north part of the country? Uh, Only when I was up until I was 10. Okay. Yeah, I I grew up in northern Minnesota. And we played outside tackle football all December, January, February. Come on, people. You guys are soft down there in Florida. That's not (laughs) bad weather conditions to throw the football. As long as it's not windy, we're going to be fine. A little bit of snow, 30 degrees. That's perfect football weather. Come on now. Uh, This is, I'm on the Dolphins plus the seven and a half at the Bills, of course. And yeah, I know people are saying the greatest show on surf is done, but maybe it'll be the greatest show on snow come Sunday. The Dolphins have lost two straight. They're scoring, well, they've scored just 17 points in each of the last two games. Everyone is down on them, including Bill in Florida. Is Tua <laughs> not the same? Is Hill hurt? It's cold in Buffalo, like Bill said. They won't be able to do anything. The Dolphins have lost eight straight when the temp's under 40. Two has terrible numbers when the temp's under 50. Sounds like a buy low spot for me. Bills beat the Dol- or excuse me, the Dolphins beat the Bills back in week three. 21 to 19. Bills have won four straight, five and one at home. Division is theirs with a win. The Bills, though, are only two, four and one when laying more than a touchdown this year. The Dolphins are now at risk of missing the playoffs. I think they'll keep it interesting. So I'm going to grab the seven and a half and take the Dolphins at Buffalo. Maybe you can push and get seven, but I'll take the win at seven and a half. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if that's going to happen. It could. I mean, you know, we don't know. First, first, um, first year head coach and everything. But you know, I don't know. I still like the Bills in this contest. I think they're uh, getting pretty upset. I think they're mad that they're not the uh, AFC uh, pick to go to the Super Bowl. But my next game is in Carolina. It's the Carolina Panthers hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers at one and a half. And I just think that. 
Carolina. I think one thing that I remember is I was watching. It was a hard knocks type of show. It was um, I cannot remember. It was on Amazon Prime and it was during the Rams season in 2017 or 18 when Jeff Fisher, Mr. Seven and Nine got fired. He the coach was John Fossil was the interim coach and he made a speech in front of his team saying, you know what, men, we might not all be here next year. The coaches, we might not be here next year. Players, we might not be. This is your chance to put something on tape to secure your job. And I think that's what Steve Wilkes is doing down in Carolina. I think he's got these guys playing really well. Two NFC South teams went to the West Coast. One NFC South team who will not remain, will not be named this, this week, got their snot, snot kicked out of them. And one went to Seattle and beat Seattle. And that's the Carolina Panthers. And I think they're coming back home. They have a realistic shot at winning this division. They have a realistic shot going to the playoffs. Despite even what Steve Wilkes said during the um, postseason inter- postgame interview about their deliberate chance to try and tank on tank this season. So I think Steve Wilkes has motivated them. He's um, I have it right here. He is six and two on the road against this or on the season against the spread. And that was their first road win in over a year. So I really like the Carolina Panthers. They're seven and six against the spread this season. And I like them staying at home, getting that point, point and a half, whatever you can get it at against Pittsburgh. I don't think Kenny Kitten Mittens is going to play this week. So we're going to see. So we'll see. I like the Panthers at home against the Steelers, getting that point and a half at home. I don't know if I should go the long version or the short version because I should just say ditto. I'm on the Panthers as well. Uh, I played it today, so I got minus two and a half with Carolina against the Steelers, but I'll give you the long version. Uh, Like Bill said, Panthers started one and four. What coach is doing there is amazing. Panthers fired their coach. They traded their best player in Christian McCaffrey. They've started Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker, and Sam Darnold at quarterback. And now with four weeks to go, they control their own destiny. Welcome to the NFC South. Okay. The Steelers are five and eight, but they play in the AFC North. So they're on the verge of elimination. Mike Tomlin, by the way, has never had a losing season, a loss on Sunday, and that'll happen for the first time in his coaching career. So that's a little motivation there. Uh, Like Bill said, Pickett is questionable. Don't know if he's going to go or not. The Steelers should have success with the run. They've won three of five with competitive losses to Cincinnati and Baltimore. Even with that said, I actually have Panther fever. I think it's a great storyline. Let's go Panthers. Carolina, minus two and a half is also my play. The next game I'm going to play is going to be contrarian. It's going to be kind of contrarian. I just have a gut feeling about this. I'm going to go with my gut. It's the Eagles traveling to Chicago, playing the Bears. Now, the reason it's going to be contrarian is because it's the under. I'm going to play the under 48 and a half points. I think that's a big number especially for two of the top rushing teams in the NFL. Now, I know Philadelphia, you know, scored 48 points on their own last week. I said, but I I really think that the Chicago Bears defense is a little bit better, and I think they're going to be playing at home, and I think they've got something to play for. The Both teams are 9-4 and versus the over. So it could be an over game. I just don't think so. I think they have Miles Sanders as a closer. I think Justin Fields is going to run a bit. And I know I'm the sissy from Florida when I say it's going to be a a cold weather game (laughs) and it's going to be precipitation and there's going to be a lot of wind coming off the lake. 
but I really believe this is going to be an under game. This is probably the one I'm wrong on, or I hope I'm wrong on only, only one, and this is it. But I really believe that the under 48 is the play here in this game between the Eagles and the Bears. I'm glad you're not betting against the Eagles because you and I did that together last week, and that's not a good idea. That team is so good, and I need to give them the props they deserve. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that play has a pretty good shot. I'll just put it that way. Uh, my fourth play, contrarian to myself, I guess, I'm going the Atlanta Falcons plus the four and a half at the Saints. Uh, both teams have lost two straight. My Falcon fade the rest of the year, went 5-0-1 oh, before I jumped off the winning train. Still don't know why I did that, by the way. Uh, now, with the Falcons one game out of first, I kind of like them in this spot. Desmond Ritter takes over at quarterback. We have no idea what the Falcons put in over the bye week. A key lineman is back for Atlanta. I'm told that's a good thing. Atlanta lost in the opener against New Orleans. I have the divisional payback opportunity here. The Saints do have the better D. The Falcons should have the better offense. I'm excited to see what Ritter can do. I'm going to grab the four and a half with Atlanta. I just don't think the Saints deserve to ever be laying more than a field goal. And in the crazy division that is the NFC South, I think the Panthers or the Falcons have a legit shot to win the division. So I'm backing both of them on the card this week, and I'm not backing Bill's Bucks quite yet. So back to you, Bill. Thanks, AJ. I think I think you're right, though. I think the Bucks are. I mean, if they make, you never know though, because you you don't want to be the guy that calls Tom Brady and says that you know you're not going to win anything else. Because you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to doubt that guy. The next game I'm going to is the Giants going to visit the Commanders in Washington. And this is another underplay. This is under 40 and a half. Now, this is the line that opened up on Monday. I'm not making it up because the last time they met two weeks ago, they finished in a 2020 tie. But that's why I'm taking the 40 and a half. They've had two weeks to figure out what they did wrong last time. Both teams are really good at against you know, really good uh, rushing teams. They run the ball really well. I think this is going to be another game where ball control is going to play a big thing. But then again, I thought the Giants were going to be ball control against the Eagles last week, and that didn't happen. But these are two different teams. I love Taylor Heineke. I wanted to take the spread here, but I don't have enough confidence. I have enough confidence in these coaches to keep it a low-scoring game. I think... They're going to run the ball. Both of them are going to run the ball really well. And I think it's going to be under the 40 and a half. Now, it might be 21-20, and I might lose this game. But this is another one of those games that I just think, you know, with the weather the way it is, it's not August or September. I don't think they're really, you know, the Giants still only have like two wide receivers. And the Giants still have Saquon Barkley, and I still think uh, Daniel Jones can run the ball really well. But I see this as being a low-scoring game. Not fun to watch. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be 17-14, I believe. So I like that total of under 40 and a half for this game. What's your final pick? I, well, I, I like that 17-14 final because I'm playing the Giants plus the four and a half. So regardless of who you have winning, that means I win my bet. Uh, I'm on the Giants plus the four and a half at the Commanders. Like Bill was saying, these two teams met just two weeks ago. Washington had more first downs in that game. They had almost 100 more yards of total offense. They dominated time of possession, yet it finished tied at 20. The Commanders have the benefit. They're coming off of a bye week here. They're 6-1-1 one, and one over their last eight games with only a three-point loss to Minnesota, by the way. Uh, Bill's guy, 
Tyler Heineke. He seems to have that magic touch somehow, some way. The Giants might be in free fall. They're 1-4-1 over their last six games. Their only win during that stretch was a hard-fought win over the Texans. So not saying much there. With that said, both teams are still tied at 7-5-1 and in the division. They're both thinking about the playoffs. Like Bill said, I agree. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be easy for the Commanders. Barkley is well-rested after just having 20 snaps last week. I expect him to end his four-game slide where he just really hasn't done that much. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, the Giants are playing the Commanders this week, not the Eagles. So give me New York plus the four and a half. So those are my five. Uh, Bill, uh, I'm going to just give you my last two cuts. I, I had a tough time cutting the card down to five this week. My last two cuts were actually the Bucks plus the three and a half. Like you said, I'm not counting the goat out yet. And I feel like this could be a, a, a spot where the Bucks sneak up and maybe even bite the Bengals. And I also eliminated the Chargers at the last second. I like the Chargers a lot. That's a team I plan to bet on here until they get eliminated. Uh, but the Titans have lost a few too many games in a row for me, you know, to, to fade them one more time. What would you think about those two plays out of curiosity? I would like those both. I, I don't like the Bucs. I won't be playing the Bucs anymore this season up until the postseason, if they're lucky to get into the postseason. But I think with a health, I don't, the way the defense played last week against the Niners, and Cincinnati coming in with uh, Joe Mixon, a healthy Joe Mixon, and uh, Samaje Perine coming in, plus Jamar Chase, and the Bucks are so banged up in the secondary. Uh, I I actually really don't like that pick. I mean, if you could tease that up to maybe four or five, maybe I'd go for it. But I think Cincinnati is just, especially with fifty-four degree weather and no wind, no breeze at all. I think Joe Burrow, who is you know basically the Tiger King. He's going, he's going to, he might go nuts, but I don't know. As this season goes on with the Bucks, they're going to get healthier, but I don't think that's going to happen this week. I still like, I, I would pick against you there. I think I would take the Cincinnati Bengals and I think I would be a three point pay, play for me, even though the line's currently at three and a half. Uh, the other game I was thinking of was the Jets and the Tigers. I'm sorry, Jets and Jets and the Lions. That's going to be a fun game. And I like the Jets in that game only simply because of the, in the AFC and the AFC East right now is kind of loaded and it's like the NFC South, but it's for that wild card position. It's not for the division championship, but that's, that's my opinion. And I would pick, I would have taken the jets with the one point or, you know, a money line play on the jets. I think they're going to be really well. I don't know if Mike, <laughs> I don't know if Mike White's off life support yet, but we'll see. <laughs> It was interesting. Neither one of us touched that game. And I normally like the low spreads like a minus one. I normally can have mm-hmm. an opinion. I stayed away from that in part because maybe I'm a little biased that, you know, after watching the Lions beat my Vikings last week so soundly and move the ball, uh, part of me wanted to go to the Lions. But then I look at Goff's splits and he's so good at home, so bad typically on the road, at least from a QBR rating. I, I'm like, ah, I, I can't back the Lions. I'm, I like that Jets defense so much, so it ended up being a stay away. I tried to talk myself into a total, but playing the Lions in an under just didn't feel right. I don't think I could sleep at night knowing I'm going to do that, um, so I stayed away. But, uh, yeah, like, like you said, there's some great games. I can't wait for it. That Jet-Lions game, one of those teams has a legit shot to make the playoffs, if not both, which is crazy to think of. And if you're right that the Bengals beat the Buccaneers on Sunday and I'm right that the Panthers and the Falcons win, you're going to have a yeah. three-way tie atop the NFC South. Wow. Good stuff yeah, right I'm, there. I'm going to hide my head in the sand if that happens. 
Uh, so Bill, why don't you recap your five and then I'll go through mine. Okay. My, my five are the Colts going to the Vikings and the Vikings, uh, winning by three, the bills getting seven at home versus the dolphins. I like the Carolina Panthers at home with a point and a half favorite over the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Eagles and bears under the 48 and a half points. I think that's a big number and the giants in Washington getting going under the 40 and a half points. Okay, I love it, Bill. Thank you very much. My five picks, I'm on the Vikings minus the four against the Colts. I'm going to send two of my winter survival kit. It involves a lot of Vicks and stuff like that. Uh, I think the Miami Dolphins can keep it interesting at Buffalo. I think Buffalo wins the game, but the Dolphins are going to keep it closer than you think. I'm on the Dolphins plus the seven and a half at Buffalo. I'm on the Panthers minus the two and a half over the Steelers. I'm on the Falcons plus the four and a half of the Saints. I actually don't think you need the points. I'm also going to play the Falcons on the money line someplace. Uh, That's just me. And then I'm on the Giants plus the four and a half at the Commanders. And I think that could be a dog that bites as well come Sunday. So that's my five. Bill, thank you for joining me as always. And remember, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.